All right, Jason. Joe Kelly is now a Dodger cult hero. What do you make of that? I don't like him. We're getting some good high school football matchups here in the Coastal Bend this fall. That's good. Do you believe Lou Williams is going to Magic City for chicken wings? No, not at all. And is the NFL Top 100 the dumbest list in sports? For sure. All right, we'll have all this and more right here on the Right On Sports Podcast. This is the Right On Sports Podcast with Jason Cassera and Gabe Myers, your best source for local sports talk. The Ride On crew will be highlighting all your favorite local teams and everything else the world of sports has to offer from right here in the Coastal Bend. Oh man, Jason, are we going to stay awake for this one today? This is kind of a tough one, and uh, you guys obviously aren't in our elaborate studio that we have set up here in... uh, off of the Grand Parkway of Corpus Christi. <laughs> There's a but Grand Parkway in Corpus Christi. We had a, um, and we'll we'll get back to this at some point, but we had a local sports writer, editor, personality, personality, we'll say, we'll call personality in studio today, and we had a fantastic conversation that someday you'll get to hear, but you'll never get to hear the conversation we did have originally. With because technology fellow. sucks. Technology can be murder no, sometimes. It does. I love technology, but something bad happened. There was some kind of uh, fragmented uh, molecular electronic molecular. Uh, <laughs> customization. Pro- I don't know. We had some electronic interference. We had happening some technical difficulties, which we didn't really realize until the very end. Um, until it, it was way too late, and it was a great interview. I mean, it really, really was. We're gonna tease you with that. We're eventually. Well, but. We'll get him on again, though. Maybe someday we can release the original footage. You know, like the, the original the, footage. Like the way Nixon stuff got released, oh, uh, any God. of the, the landing on the moon, whatever. You know, I mean, one nobody's day gonna want to listen to that. Come out, and you may be able to decipher it. Like aliens might be able to decipher it. Aliens might be able yeah, to. Are we gonna like have alien? Uh, well, they're already experimenting on our bodies, according <laughs> yeah, to some people. I mean, alien DNA makes medicine. So there you go. All right. Well. Us being Astros fans, <laughs> Excuse gosh, me. God. us being Astros fans, there is one thing we got to talk about today. So today's Wednesday. The podcast comes out on Thursday. But today is the day after Joe Kelly became a Dodger cult hero. Today's the day after Los Angeles. Is that what do they call them? Los Angelos or something like I, that? I don't <laughs> Whenever I found out that they use terms like, what did I say it was? Fake egos. Oh, they yeah. Fake egos. Have fake egos. And all I thought was, from someone in L.A., that's rich. For one, it doesn't even exist, right? Like, what is a fake ego? Like, you either have an ego or you don't. Like, you yeah. wouldn't pretend to have an ego. Yeah. If anything, like, you try to pretend not to have an ego. It's coming from La La Land where, you know, the vast majority of, of I don't know what you'd call where it. Where it's Hollywood. Like, yeah. It's, you, you fake being a that, person. That's the, like, make Hollywood's money. the fakest portion. Yeah. Of, like, Southern California is the fakest portion of and the country. And they're embracing a guy that wasn't even on the team in 2017 and who's, who's really, I don't know, I don't want to call him a journeyman, but he's on the verge of kind of being a journeyman. He, he's, um, he's, he's, he's played for three different teams in the league. And we were and talking about how much should we cuss or not on the podcast, and it's really hard <laughs> to talk about Joe Kelly without cussing because you really want to say, so, like, beep, 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 beep. 
So here's okay. my here's my problem with Joe Kelly. He's got a punchable face. Well, that's part of it. Streaming now. <laughs> I used to tell one of my friends, I was like, your face is so punchable. Um, <laughs> so thanks. Uh, yeah. But uh, here's my problem with Joe Kelly and with the Dodgers specifically. So, or not with the Dodgers specifically, but with Joe Kelly and the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. So Dodgers fans are all mad because um, the Astros quote-unquote, cheated them out of a World Series. It wasn't because you, Darvish, couldn't pitch more than two innings in a World Series game. Clayton Kershaw's a postseason bum. Um, but it's because of the Astros. Okay, fine. But I'm old enough to remember, like, <laughs> three months ago when, oh, the Red Sox cheated us out of the 2018 title because Alex Cora is a cheater. Yeah. Well, you know who was on that 2018 Red Sox oh, team? tell me. Joe Kelly. That's weird. You know what That's happened so in 2018 weird. for the Boston Red Sox when Alex Cora, who apparently was the mastermind behind the Houston Scam scandal, artist man. You know what? Uh, you know what happened in Boston that year? Everybody in their lineup hit better than they ever have. Exactly. <laughs> they were one of the best offenses in league history. Now maybe exactly. maybe they were cheating the way the Astros were. Maybe they weren't. I don't. Only the players in that organization know. Like only <laughs> only the people in the organization know. I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows except them. Well, ironically, but Joe Kelly played for them. So Joe yeah. Kelly was part of a team that cheated the the Dodgers out of uh out of an out of a second World Series, I guess, if you want to say. So yeah. it's just it's so rich. And then he so and he's played for a team of nothing but cheaters his whole life. <laughs> he played for the Cardinals during the hacking scandal when they hacked the Astros. Remember yeah. remember yeah. that? He played for the Cardinals during the hacking scandal, yeah. played for Boston with Cora. And now he goes to the Dodgers, who have been alleged to have been cheating in the 2018 playoffs. I only wish Correa would have mangled his little scrawny face. Oh, <laughs> man. I mean, but we Correa is smarter than that, though, and he didn't want to get suspended. That That's how I look at it is Correa is a big guy. He knows he could just, you know, a lot of times in even brawls in baseball, these guys really even get, like, licks in. Might be one or two. But There's usually, like, one clean punch in the whole thing. But I, I really give Correa a lot of props for just – being a stand-up guy in that situation. And Bregman, too. Well, here's... Man, here's the, here's what bothers me the most, actually, about the Joe Kelly thing. What bothers me the most... Sucks. <laughs> no, it's not that. <laughs> what bothers me the most is he's talking all this crap yeah. as he's walking away. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the thing. If you're gonna... If you're gonna try to act tough... You can't do it walking away. That's kind of like a little man syndrome thing to do. He, and he's 6'1". So... You know, I mean, he's not little. No, he's not little. But, but it's like it's like the idea. Like that's what little people do, though, right? Well, no, they get in your face and they walk away well, while they're talking crap and get behind like you know the their wife or something like that. He's the kind of guy. He's the kind of guy. Let me tell you, Gabe. He's the kind of guy that talks crap and then his wife comes out to stand in front of him and take up for him and defend him. You know, that's the kind of guy that Joe Kelly well, is. I, I just he carries I, her purse. I would have respected Joe Kelly so much more if he would have if he was gonna talk crap. Walk up to Carlos Correa, yeah. please. Get his face. Do, like, but I would respect him so much more. Don't don't talk all this mess and then go and walk away. You can't be a badass go if you do that. Hide behind the team from the dugout, and then be astonished whenever everybody. Else. My favorite part of this though, and it happened right before that, is Dusty Baker yelling at him. Oh, that's the get best off the mound, little. Yeah, I don't say the yeah, rest of it. He, he's, he, like that that little piece there, and then the Astros really, like we've talked about before, they're going to play with a chip on their shoulder because they they've already heard it enough and read it enough yeah. all in media, and you know it's and, and it's like Correa telling Cody Bellinger just to like shut the f up, things like that. Those things are going to happen, and I think it's kind of good for the sport. What's not good for so, the sport is for the the media pundits 
to say Joe Kelly is a hero. Yeah, and yeah. To, like be rooting for, oh yeah, throw out the Astros said like I think the the animosity, yeah. the tension is really so I was excited for this baseball season before like COVID came and oh, changed yeah. everything. But I was excited because it's like the MLB is going to have like because the Yankees have always been like kind of like the villain for like sure. anybody who's not a Yankees fan. Right. Um, But it's like but there weren't there wasn't like a real villain in baseball. Like there was no one that you like in the NBA when LeBron joined the Miami Heat initially. Yeah. People hate watch the Miami Heat. <laughs> but baseball hadn't hasn't had a team like that sure. since A-Rod joined the Yankees back in 04. Yeah. Um, so the Astros, that was been the first time in 16 years, there would have been a team like that. Yeah. And I thought, oh, man, this is going to be really good for baseball. And if the MLB is smart, they'll put the Astros on like every national TV game. If they're, well, speaking of TV. <laughs> no, but gosh. Um, but you're right. But they, like, so it's like, oh, it's going to create a lot of tension. It's going to create a lot of animosity between the Astros and other contending teams. And it's like, this is going to be really good for the sport because also the, like, if, unless you're an Astros fan, like you're going to hate the Astros and I get it. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to hate the Astros, but that's good for the sport that you're passionately for or passionately against a team. That's what makes it. That's what makes these teams popular. Like what makes Duke basketball really popular in college basketball is that you either love Duke, like. Uh, Russell, Russell, who's not here today, so you can say fire Russell. Um, <laughs> but you either love Duke or you hate Duke. That's what makes yeah. them great. What made the Warriors really cool with Durant was he, you either loved them or hated them. Yeah, like there was no in between. There was no like middle ground there. And baseball had been a bunch of it's been a bunch of middle ground for years. You actually have a team that is going to be so super polarizing. People are going to tune in for that. People wanted the two. You had uh, dipshit Yankee fans. Buying tickets to go to Anaheim to watch the Angels series, so that they they were, so they could actively boo them. No, that was Dodgers fan. Dodgers, Dodgers fans. Do I mean, you know, dipshit fans everywhere. I'll just say, <laughs> ain't it? Well, no, because what well, the Dodgers and Angels are in the same city ish. So, but they had, but they they people wanted to but go yeah, actively like they, do that. Like, so you have it, when it's a polarizing a to tune in, yeah. to a baseball game, which people generally when, only do outside of the baseball mecca. During the playoffs. Exactly. So there was this opportunity for Major League Baseball to embrace. But as we've become aware, Major League Baseball is very corrupt and uh, dirty. And they have a punchable face, too. <laughs> that she the commissioner. All right. Well, let, we can move out of the Major League Baseball. But let's talk about let's talk about the Astros a little bit because we had a bit of a scare. I know I had a heart attack on Sunday <laughs> uh, when the news dropped. Yeah. I think you did as well. Uh, Chandler we, Rome still has a job, and I'm surprised. We uh, uh, we I didn't get through the entire bottle of whiskey before the <laughs> second wave of news broke. Right. But uh, so Justin Verlander, at first it was announced he's out for the season. Now they're saying it's only two weeks, and it's a strain. That hopefully he comes back, and just some rest will do him well. But it's, I mean, we both had a heart attack when we got the news. Verlander's well, out yeah, for the Yeah, the rotation was already, the back end was already a little bit sketchy. Well, the pitching staff fill is, in. as a whole is pretty thin. Outside, like, it's very top-heavy. Yeah. Like, you have your, your proven guys, your Verlander, McCullers, Granke, Osuna, and Presley, and everybody else just kind of a wild card. Yep, and, and last night that kind of showed a little bit because you had Framber on the mound. And then you brought in it was basically well, Fram, guys Framber that were pitched. all triple a and double yeah yeah Framber Framber actually pitched pretty well. i think who who ended up letting up like two or three it was paredes yeah <laughs> i mean but it That's was it was like his third appearance in three days yeah. and he came into a base basis he'd loaded be, situation he'd be pitching for the hooks right now if it wasn't for this situation right I think. maybe maybe, maybe in round, in rock, round rock but yeah i mean it's it's that's really changed a lot of things too and it's 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 going to be trivial, man. Not having your dominant number one up front in the staff. Yes, we have Zach Greinke. 
he, but he's Grinky's not a leader per se. Like he's not a vocal leader. Well, then, he's a go out and do it kind of guy. Well, then it's not, not only that, but Grinky he reported late to camp, so he's yeah. not he's like stretched out he's still. not full go right yeah. now. I know um, people complain that he got pulled kind of quickly the other night, but yeah, he's he's still getting stretched out. Yeah. So um, he, he he actually compared it to a spring training start. Yeah, he's like, I feel how I feel after a spring training start. Um, no, so, man, how, so how do, how do you feel about the team without Verlander? Like, I just I, we talked about this in the last podcast. We'll come back from the weekend, basically see how they look. I think the offense looks good. I think the staff, the pitching staff, is okay. I think that they're still good and probably still good enough to win the AL West, even if they didn't have JV for the full sixty game slate. Mm-hmm. Now, if he comes back and you know we have him for the last month and a half, basically. Um, it, it'll it'll help for sure, but um, I think still overall, you've got guys who, yeah, might be in Double A AA or Triple A typically, who possibly would be starting on other teams anyway, you know, like a, a Framber Valdez, and when we get Jose Urquidy back, I mean these are guys who would possibly be starting on twenty eight teams in this league. Yeah, you know, only a few have really dominant staffs, and I can think of it off off the top of my head, you know, the Yankees, Braves. Uh, Dodgers. Dodgers have a great staff. Um, Jeff Blum mentioned it last night on, go the, on the broadcast. <laughs> the I mean, the MLB is very top heavy right now. I mean, Jeff yeah. Blum mentioned it last night on the broadcast. The Dodgers are so deep, like just they are and, deep. Yeah, they have just a lot of talent on the team. Deep with assholes. <laughs> I mean, just stay with that. Gosh, so you can't say here's, anything. Positive. Here's I'll just I'm gonna come right back around to that real quick though, and then we'll oh, leave it alone. Gosh. I have no respect for Dave Roberts as a person and as a manager <laughs> because that guy was a dirty player in the league, and he's a dirty manager, and he pretends not to be. I'm loving so the passion I today. Have, I have very few things I stick by in life 100%, but one of them is just be who you are. And what is that? That's like a Houston motto, right? Be someone. Be someone, yeah. Be someone. Either be a punk or don't be a punk, you know? And I feel like Dave Roberts, he, he masked this stuff. And even going back for a few years, you can go back to, like, Chase Utley. And his dirty business, you know. It's just the Dodgers repeatedly have these kind of dirty players. And it's not our fault that Kenley Jansen imploded in the World Series or that you Darvish imploded and pretty much ruined his I whole mean, career. Jansen had one bad game. Darvish yeah. imploded. And, and even like Jansen, he had a he had a bad game. He was in the second inning of relief. Like yeah. that like Oh they, yeah. It was unorthodox for him. Yeah. But our our awesome bats still got to him. Yeah. And I mean that's just gonna happen when you extend your bullpen, but I've always said the reason Fragile. why the Dodgers lost in 17 was because in Game 3 and in Game 7, you, Darvish, couldn't get out of the second inning. Yeah. Like, that. that's where you lost the series. You got destroyed. Because, and well, that wasn't based on banging on a trash can because, A, they weren't doing that anymore. Well, also, it and came out afterwards trying, that Darvish was tipping his pitches. Yeah, exactly. And so you have good batters and some good guys in, in, in that dugout who maybe one or two of them might have helped in a little trash can banging. But that was something that they noted with Beltron. Is he was one of the guys that noted that he's like he's tipping his pitches. Yeah, and you know. <laughs> well, then also in game seven, game seven was in Dodger Stadium, today. so you wouldn't. I mean, yeah. it's a whole other thing. You wouldn't like the Astros wouldn't have been cheating there, um, if you want to say in game three, fine. Uh, but I mean, but that's the bottom line. Is but I mean, it's no use crying over spilled milk. It was three years ago. Uh, who cares now? Well, the only people crying over spilled milk are Dodgers fans. It's and just, they can drown in it. And it's probably it's, sour and disgusting and overtaxed. So you brought up uh well we were we were in our pre production meeting. <laughs> is, uh, is that what we're calling it? <laughs> yeah. What arms what arms you like the most and uh trust in our bullpen. Dude, the uh, so for the young guys, um 
man, the guy we got in the Marisnik trade, Blake Taylor, I mm -hmm. like him. He and he's a lefty too, and we really don't have a ton of lefties just in the organization. Yeah. Uh, he may be the only one. Yeah, the only one I can think of off my head. Uh, Framber, Framber's, is he lefty? Framber's a lefty. Why do you feel like he's a righty? You watched him pitch yesterday briefly. <sighs> Framber's a lefty. Um, <laughs> We don't, I watched we, them pitch here in Corpus we before. We don't have, but but we don't have many. But Blake, I like Blake Taylor, and I like and Paredes, he, and he, and which he, we know. I like I like Paredes too. I uh, just like Paredes because he throws like a damn wild banshee. <laughs> I hope he gets to make an appearance tonight because I think I know what's gonna happen oh. late in the game, <laughs> especially if we're up by a few. Oh I man! I see Baker's gonna say we didn't start nothing. We're just wrapping this up. Oh gosh! It's gonna be like on Justin Turner's it noggin. Could you imagine? But that's, but see, I don't want to be that hypocrite because I don't call for that. Like I don't I don't like seeing beanball wars and stuff. You don't want your own guys hurt. You don't want to see your own pitchers do dirty stuff like that. Um, but it's but there's a there's a moment where do you stand up for yourself as an organization or team, or do you just continue to be the um, quote unquote bigger person and just carry on with yourself? I mean, I, I think that's a tough there's a tough line there. It's easy to say be a bigger person when it's you're not the person yeah. getting hit. They're going to get tired of it. Bregman, Correa. There's only eight Astros still in the roster that were on the 2017 roster, and there's 10 Dodgers right now. Those eight Astros are well, going to get really but even, tired But even of it. yesterday, it was someone that wasn't on the team in 2017 right. that did it. And it was on yeah, and the it Dodgers. Was, yeah, and it, was Joe, and it, was, it was Joe Kelly. And Joe, Joe Kelly, Kelly was on him. a team that got caught cheating that won the World Series the next year. We could just basically chalk it up that Joe Kelly's a giant piece of shit. Oh, that's but if you notice, like, even even in that little like when the bench is cleared, the like the Dodgers <laughs> players like weren't yeah, like they're just like it, hey, it, it was literally just between Correa and uh, Kelly. Kelly and Kelly's like, hiding, and oh, well, and Bregman came in as well because yeah. you know Kelly threw up Bregman's head. But it was like it wasn't like Cody Bellinger or Justin Turner or Corey Seager or Kike Hernandez or these other guys that were on, or you know anybody else that was on the team. They just want to play. Yeah, it was. Like, they're just like, oh, it's, we're on, we're in the sixth inning, seventh inning of a game. Let's yeah. go. Um, they don't want anyone to get hurt. Yeah, like it's it's just bad for the like that that kind of thing's just bad for the game. Like yeah. I love the rivalry and the intensity yeah. and uh like I love I love the tension. I, I love it. I love the animosity. Like we yeah. need more rivalries, like For really sure. good rivalries. But I think like when, it, if it was, uh, I would understand it more if it was like Kenley Jansen that threw yeah. at somebody, yeah. or like, sure. like Kershaw's on the IL right now, but like Kershaw, like someone, a pitcher who was on the team <laughs> yeah. in seventeen, not a guy who was on another a World Series team that also got caught cheating. Yeah. It, it it's just I don't like. And Joe Kelly are just, just the guys that got caught. You know, yeah. just the teams that they've publicly put out there. Well, I mean, that's a but that's a whole other conversation. Right. That's a whole other conversation. But my thing is like Joe Kelly just was not. He wasn't a part of the 2017 Dodgers team. Yeah. He has no reason, and he and he was a part of a team He's that a beat the Dodgers nerd. while cheating, and that's yeah. been that's out there. Um, so that that's just my thing is like if you're Joe Kelly, you, you have no spot in this. Like this in this rivalry, yeah. like you're not a part of this. Well, and in 2018. He beat the he, Astros he, as part of the Red Sox yeah. in their cheating ways, and in 2017 he lost to the Astros as part of the Red Sox on you know in the Astros and the ALDS, um, you know so the he's got some experience pitching against the Astros quite frequently, and you know the, there there could even be a little bit more there that we don't know about on the surface, but I think overall though we can just 
bring in Osuna, close it out, that Joe Kelly sucks. And uh, good Lord, man, I would hate to go back to a hotel <laughs> as he in the city of Houston after some stuff like that. I mean, how does that work out, you think? You know, uh, he orders room service and someone comes up. I don't think he's ordering room service. <laughs> he dropped the tray right at his door. Hey, Michael Jordan said Sorry. he was poisoned for the flu game. Like, is that yeah. what they're going to do? Yeah. He's going he's gonna to order a pizza and the pizza place. Like, hey, it's going to Joe Kelly's room. And well, dude. and they're supposed to be very, like, contained yeah, as far as the hotel they goes back to and stuff, right? But, no, hey, it's, I don't. Secret agent. I, Joe I, Kelly, test positive for COVID-19. I think Joe Kelly's. Shocker. I think Joe. Oh, God. I think uh, Joe <laughs> Kelly's mind works a little bit differently than ours. But we're going to move on. Uh, cause I don't want to talk about Joe <laughs> Kelly anymore. Um, so we're moving on to, to a much better topic, dun, dun, dun. high school football in the coastal Bend. So last yeah. week I was very concerned after the UIL ruling that some of these, um, five, a versus sub five, a matchups mm-hmm. here in the coastal Bend would not happen. And some of them aren't like so, some of the games had to get dropped from the schedule, but two of, I would say probably the two most high profile matchups are still happening. Yeah. So the Cal Allen GP annual yeah. thing, but the the Miller and Cal Allen game, and then also oh, you said so Mil- so Miller Cal Allen they're in the same district. It's Vets and Miller. Yeah, that's Vets still happening. The that's the one that I was about. like thrilled about. Yeah, so I'm excited for the Cal Allen Miller. I'm excited for the Cal Allen GP thing just because it's been a thing that I've been you yeah know, watched for like 30 years. But the it's, Vets the, it's and good Miller that, 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 that rivalry be, doesn't have to take a break. Like yeah. they get to still play each other. Well, it's really exciting, and we're we're getting these schedules from. Our, uh, well, we had our conversation with Lynn Hayward, which was super epic that you won't get to hear. But we also found a great website. And I'll plug it. I don't mind plugging it. You think it's fine? I think it's fine yeah, to plug it. Plug it. It's a local cool thing. So it's uh, 361HSBLAST, like 361 High School Blast, but 361HSBLAST.com. And uh, it's a great website full of tons of local yeah, local high school football. High school so football here before, and so they have baseball. And uh, so here, this just it, broke right now. This, gonna be, this is going to be the last thing we say on Joe Kelly. Uh, Breaking news: Joe Kelly suspended for eight games. Whoa! Nice. Dave, Dave Roberts a one game suspension, so nice. he won't manage the game tonight. And Dusty Baker was fined. Uh, That's fine. Yeah, he, he has a venue. I, I, I think one of the players will probably <laughs> Verlander is a pretty big contract. I bet you he takes He'll care of that it. for him. Uh, wow, though. Yeah, that's good. So that broke literally right now. Rob Manfred had said he's not going to tolerate yeah. it. So and it shouldn't be. So that I mean, that's going to be the last thing we say. It literally, yeah. I literally just saw it on my phone. It right almost now. gives me goosebumps. So I wanted to. I just want to say that. But, back, right. but so back to high school football. High school football. But I. So I am. Super, but there is one other. Uh, we talked about it with Len when he was here. Um, epic conversation. Epic conversation that hopefully we get to hear someday. Um, <laughs> but um, but one one new game. That is coming. That one new game that we're getting because of all this is a uh, Rockport Fulton who went to the third round last year in the 4A state playoffs against Corp Christie Miller in non district. Yeah, like if we were talking about earlier, is the the telling of Miller's schedule is brutal. Oh, it's God. really brutal. And um, Miller's has a brutal schedule. Like, well, and that's a district general. game though. That's that is a district. No, game. Rockport's not a district game. Yeah, no, that shows that they're they're all in the same district. Rockport is not in the same district. How are they playing on the same? Because Rockport's in 4A Division Two and Miller's in 4A Division One. It's got an asterisk by it, though. I don't know. Rockport and Corpus Christi Miller are not in the same district. I believe you. I <laughs> <laughs> might have to edit this moment. We say that like every show. Yeah, I might and have to we edit don't. this part out. <laughs> I, I don't. Um, but Why yeah, Rockport. So 
I don't know what schedule you're looking at. I the am one at, on the, oh, the the website we just plugged. Yes, I'm looking at that one too. Rockport at Corpus Christi or Corpus Christi Miller at Rockport. That's going to be September 4th. Not a district game, uh, but it's between two really good teams. Uh, two teams that can you know make deep playoff runs in 4AD1 and 4AD2. So I'm excited for that game. Uh, Len was really excited for that game. Uh, Oh, Jason's showing me something here. See the asterisk? Oh, that's Cal Allen and Miller. No, it's that's right above it. Look, Cal Allen, Buck Stadium, and then you have at Calhoun. I was saying Stadium, Rockport. Asterisk. That's where, uh, I was talking about Rockport well, I'm, and I'm Miller. I'm thinking Port Lavaca. Yeah, edit this part. <laughs> I'm looking at Calhoun. Uh, like Jason is getting Rockport, dementia. Calhoun. J- so Jason's getting Port dementia. Lavaca, Calhoun. Which Port Lavaca was pretty decent too. They're decent. No, Port Lavaca is really, really good. So uh, Jason's Wait. getting dementia. Yeah, probably. Rockport's Division Two, right? Rockport is four AD two. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Thank God. Now I want to see the now I want to see the numbers. Oh my gosh, <laughs> guys! Because you are listening to Jason Casera get dementia on the podcast. You're seeing the uh, entire brain wave shut down. I told you I needed coffee this afternoon. Um, I need coffee at all times, man, <laughs> oh, and some vitamins. God. Apparently, wait. So where's the Rockport game? That's it's September the second 4th. game of the year. September fourth. Yeah, 4th. September fourth. Okay. Yes. Okay, well, we're on the same page. Welcome into the show. Welcome into the show. <laughs> Jason Casera has finally tuned in. Um, oh, thanks for coming in, guys. Uh, but yeah, you were saying so. Miller has a brutal, brutal four-game stretch to end the season. Uh, they get Cal. Yeah, Allen. I don't agree anymore. Their schedule's easy. Uh, yeah, Cal <laughs> and Port Lavaca back to back in mid October. Uh, TM might be a surprise. Plus the Beville closeout. The Beville close. So yeah, Len Hayward. He was very very high in our conversation on Beville, and for good reason. Being I mean, a they, monster slayer. They won. They won nine games last yeah. year. Yeah. Well, they're always a surprise, and they they Beville always seems to have like a dynamic offense and some some burners. So, Man, I just I I just that did, I feel bad for Toloso Midway. They did, they missed the playoffs by one game last year. They're going on a non-playoff streak here, and it's not you know going on a non-playoff streak, and they're they're really starting to make strides as a program. They and are. then they get put in this district. They got they have a but they have a pretty good coach. Uh, I think this is going to be his third year. Maybe it's his name's Wade Wilson, which I had to look up because there was a Wade Wilson quarterback in the NFL. It's not the same guy, but that would be pretty damn cool if it was, right? So the. Uh, but they are. They're making strides. They're going in the right direction. TM has nice facilities, too. It's, well, they also, really do. That it's area surprising. is just, like, growing as well. And it's growing. Yeah. So they might they might start really going in the right direction there. But, it, but I just feel, I feel bad for them because, like, okay, we're moving in the right direction. Uh, we're get getting better. We're face. getting better. And then you get this <laughs> district. So your record this year is probably going to be worse, but that might not be indicative of, like, the direction you're heading as a Hey, guess what, though? They also have an asterisk by their name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's how we're just gonna do it. That's just how we're doing it. If you if you knew the day we've been having today. Oh man. <laughs> we could have just had one long podcast. You Why know, didn't you bring beer in here later. today? We're gonna have to start. As a matter of fact, we're looking for sponsors. <laughs> and if you happen to be someone who produces beer or whiskey, that's fine. Give us a call. Give Russell Selman a call. And uh, we're not gonna give you his number. 
<laughs> you want to put the? I'll put it in the description. We'll put of the it podcast. in the description. Yeah, yeah, that'd be lovely. Looking for beer sponsors only. Bring a beer. Well, you can actually on. email Russell at right on at rightoncorpus.com. Uh, so you can do that. There you go. Yeah, I actually have. The, I actually know the email by heart. Uh, but now I think it's time for us to take a break right now. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. So we're gonna take a short commercial break. Give you a message from Right On, and we'll be right back. I'd like to take this minute to talk about rightoncorpus.com. Right on Corpus is a lifestyle media company that creates fun in our city by promoting experiences that you guys will love. They are the people to turn to for advice on everything Coastal Bend. What fun shall you do today? Find out at rightoncorpus.com. And we're back here on the Right On Sports Podcast. <laughs> We're going to talk some NBA now. So when you're listening to this, it will be opening night. We dropped the podcast on Thursday. So it will either be opening night or the NBA will have already started back up uh, for the NBA bubble. We'll have actual real basketball games that matter for the first time since March. It's just pretty exciting, and it's weird. So I've my argument has been since the start of COVID, the way to stop the spread of COVID is not to stop sports. It's to put so many sports on TV that nobody ever wants to leave the house. I don't think I've ever heard you make this argument, but I like your theory. I think uh, this. I don't think this is you the first have. Time you published it. Uh, yes, this Publicly? is the first time. I, maybe I might have tweeted it one time. <laughs> um, well, your millions. I, I'm surprised I didn't pick up with the millions of followers on Twitter. I mean, I, I don't have millions do they, of followers on Twitter. Uh, come on, you should though. I should. You yes. should. Well, I should be dictator of sports. Dictator of sports. I, that would be a good like singular podcast or something or a website. Dictator of sports. Dictator of sports. Yeah. Com. Just do your crazy rants or whatever. Are my rants that crazy? I don't know. I I don't know if I've ever heard you do a real hardcore rant. You know what I mean? So here's one: Lou Williams and and the <laughs> the chicken wings and stuff like that. So you yeah, know? do you believe Lou Williams with the Magic City? Not for a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. Hey, apparently the food there is really good. He's probably looking for a new wife. Yeah, he already has two of them. So the food yeah. apparently apparently the food so Johnny Manziel said it was really good. Was <laughs> I feel like well, Johnny Manziel anybody, is very yeah. familiar with trip he, club he food. Probably definitely knows. He knows late night adventures better as or just as well as anyone. Um, so so did you you know? So he left the bubble to go to do this, right? So he left the bubble to go to the funeral of I guess a friend of his that had okay. passed away. Um, and he's from, I believe he's from Atlanta, uh, which okay. is where the Magic City Strip Club is. Okay. Um, and then while he was, you know, maybe it was the day before, day after, whatever. While he was outside, whenever, at some point in time, when he was outside of the bubble, when he was not at the funeral, um, he had went to Magic City to allegedly just to pick up chicken wings. And this is a strip club. Yes. Right? Look, we know strippers are notorious for being very clean people. <laughs> you can't even say that with a straight face. Hey, my next part of that was going to be they handle money all the time. Therefore, you know their hands are also clean. Oh, gosh. wait. Have, is there a chance that strip clubs are are maybe trying out touchless uh, payments, things like that? You know <laughs> what? I mean, you could just use Apple Pay, for example. <laughs> We're not going to have this conversation. Dro- if he has a Droid phone, what is that? Google Pay. And, oh my god. To pick up his chicken wings, obviously. But he went into the club. And I mean, they probably didn't have curbside available. But see, you could couldn't you use like Uber Eats or DoorDash? So or? is he denied anything or is he just said I just so, wanted to get wings, that was it. So uh no, so he's 
uh, forced. So he wasn't suspended, but he was like forced to do like a longer quarantine <laughs> because apparently going to strip clubs is frowned upon when you're trying. Oh, remember, our, like, was it the first or second <laughs> podcast? And we talked about how well the NBA bubble was going to work out. These are guys that are just used. To, I mean, it's it's just you're it's, used to a certain way of living. Yeah, doing your own thing, man. You get paid well, even if it's just how long till James minimum. Harden tries. To- and that was the first thing: is when's James Harden gonna be at this trip club? James Harden's been uh, a, just about a perfect citizen in the bubble, apparently. Man, you know? I, so a while Laying back, low. I was I was having a conversation with some friends, and it's like if James Harden truly like isn't going out, isn't doing anything, and is just playing basketball, he might average fifty points a night. Um, and uh, I don't know, man. He he's looked he's looked good in the scrimmage games. It looks like he's lost some weight. Um, he's he's. Yeah, he's pretty ginger, man. So far, plus they've had all these months off. Yeah, you know, I'm and, sure he's. I'm sure no all the players are fresh. Yeah. yeah, all the players are fresh. So tomorrow night's going to be pretty exciting because we have what Lakers and Clippers. Yeah. Uh. So I don't care about that game as much as I do about <laughs> Zion Williamson's playing Utah tomorrow. Utah and Orleans. Yeah. I I, so I am a Zion. So I am not. So I love basketball, but it's hard for me to watch like regular season NBA basketball because I know how different the regular season is from the playoffs. But, but Zion this, just gets me to a TV. But this right now with this, you know, truncated season, and the, it, it should it's there's going to be is, pressure the to, Clip, to the play The Clippers well, and Lakers are going to like I think they're going to play each other in the Western Conference Finals. Um, so I'm not as super excited for that game. <laughs> but the Pelicans need to win every game they can sure. to try to make the playoffs. Yeah. So they're so I am just super excited to see Zion Williamson in action. Yeah. Well, and and. It'll just be nice having it back, I think. Just having the NBA back oh, in general. Oh, yeah. Just having basketball um, back on TV. Having a mix of... Because uh, during the regular regular times, um, you, they don't really intermix that often. MLB and the NBA. You know, they, I mean, baseball brief, season brief starts time. when the playoffs, NBA playoffs start. And then usually when basketball starts is during the World Series. Right. So it's so, like they, they I'm don't telling intermix you, often. So much sports this on TV. Like nice. imagine if you're living in like Chicago and you got a Cubs Day game on. Yeah. And then well maybe the Bull no, Chicago's not a good example. I, I scratched that. <laughs> Chicago's like well, well, let's you, say crappy Los Angeles. But, it, but okay, if you're if you're in LA, you got the Dodgers Dodgers play a day game at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Then you come get in, there, oh, the Lakers and Clippers are playing tonight. Woo-hoo. Oh, and also, we care about hockey in L.A. The L.A. Kings have a LA playoff Kings. game. Yeah, and like, then soccer, they have MLS, yeah, right? The Galaxy. L.A. Galaxy, LAFC. Like, they got all Is these. Is that guy still out there? That What was it? Zlatan? No, what was that Beckham guy? Oh, David Beckham. Ret- David Beckham owns an MLS team now. <laughs> Is he retired? Yes. How long ago? Like, over a decade. His wife's super hot. Uh, well, actually, no, about a decade. Yeah. Maybe like nine years ago. But the last time I cared about soccer, Gabe, you cared about soccer at one yeah. point. That <laughs> that is the news from that's news to me. There's two names that I can name off in my head right now. What? what so David, David Beckham, Beckham and what's the and, other one? And Messi. Okay, Lionel Messi. Yeah, there your we favorite go. Player. That yes, he is. That's it. All right. I wouldn't have been able to name the name if you didn't say oh, it last yo. week. I heard the name, we're, we're but still, otherwise. Okay, I'm going to get you UFC first. Or soccer is going to be a longer process. I'll get you into soccer at some point. I did watch some UFC on Saturday night. Yeah. You, like we there's, talking a, about. there's a little card this weekend. Uh, Edmund Shabazian against uh, Derek Brunson. Middleweight battle. Uh, but, you know, we got a pay-per-view in a couple of weeks. I'm going to make sure you're watching that with me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so who, so who is your NBA bubble championship pick? Who, who is champions of the bubble? I don't know, man. I, I hate to say it, but I feel like it's going to be hard pressed to not go with the Lakers. I just think they're they're so stacked and they're strong. 
and it's all going to depend on LeBron's back and you know what he can carry. But you also have uh, Anthony Davis who can carry a lot too, and all the other pieces just need to plug in and play. But it's very hard for me to ever doubt Kawhi and whatever he comes with. Is Paul George fully healthy? Paul George, yeah, he is right. Everyone's healthy. It's You've gonna, had four months <laughs> off. Like we were just talking about that. <laughs> They're all healthy, but so but he's so he's going to be full speed, and I you know the Clippers should be pretty strong. Yeah. Now I want to do my homer pick and say the Rockets, but I just I don't know, man. Eric Gordon's going to be out now for a couple of weeks. Yeah, apparently he, roll, he sprained his ankle last night. And if night. he's really considered pretty much their third best player, right? I mean, it's Harden, Westbrook, and then they'd say Eric Gordon. I mean, Gordon. you have Eric Gordon, Robert Covington, P.J. Tucker. There's a big drop-off. <laughs> yeah, a big after drop Westbrook off and Harden, two MVPs. <laughs> I mean, but could it be the same with the Lakers? I mean, what what, else, what who, is Who is the Lakers' behind? third best player? Yeah, so Avery Bradley is not in the, the bubble. the third player on the Lakers? <laughs> How about that? A, uh, Dwight Howard's plays for them again. <laughs> <laughs> name, yeah, the, we could play that JaVale game. JaVale McGee. Name another player. I guess hey, J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters play for the Lakers, for the Lakers now. I, mean, I can't believe like LeBron allowed J.R. Smith to be on another team with him. <laughs> I gotta say, I know I you're not. A, I, I know you're a not while. a LeBron guy, and I'm not a huge LeBron fan either. But I just like God, it's because LeBron is such like <laughs> he has such a high basketball IQ. Yeah, I just don't so to play with play. J.R. Smith yeah. and Deion Waiters has to and Kyle Kuzma. It's become like, like the that best has to be exhausting. Ever. Yeah, like oh, that man. has to be exhausting. Like, I feel I feel bad for LeBron in that sense because it's like I'm so high level. Well, and he's this like is a, who I'm dealing with. He's like a player coach at this stage in his career. I, I would oh, say. absolutely, Probably no has question. Been for a number of years, and uh, yeah, it's it's it, and I feel like that's how Kobe got. Kobe got to where he's a player coach. You know, and Jordan probably the same. Then they walked in. Well, it was Jordan, time to practice. Jordan had Phil Jackson, and also Kobe late in his career, like the Lakers weren't competitive. And he was just yelling at everybody. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, come on, man. But, but like the Lakers, why, why like, did I stay? With LeBron right now, like they're a chance, they're number one seed in the West. They're a title contender. Yeah. Um, but gosh, for LeBron, it's gonna be so exhausting. That it's like, oh yeah, I'm dealing with Kyle Kuzma, Dion Waiters, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, and J.R. Smith. <laughs> and I need these guys to win a championship. And that's but that's what's hard to like make that pick. I feel like the West it probably is really competitive. And then I was just reading a minute ago on on a uh, competitor site. <laughs> it's funny to see competitors, but <laughs> they're saying <laughs> Denver is a real threat, and you know, man, my favorite, my they might be, they might my be my favorite like player in the well league. Play, I'll say Nikola Jokic is my favorite player. He plays for Denver. Yeah, and the, then when you were saying the Mavericks too, or I, I don't like, sleep on the Mavericks. I, so, so I grew up a Spurs fan, so I'm I don't like the Mavericks, but man, yeah. they uh, but the Spurs are starting to not be the Spurs anymore. Um, not the ones I grew up with anyway. But they're there in the bubble too, right? They are. Yeah. Uh, they would need a miracle to make the playoffs. Um, but I don't know what Pop's doing in the bubble because you know Pop's he, kind he of just a free wheeler. Some, just drinking red wine and chilling, I'm sure. <laughs> He's like a free wheeler though. Pop Pop Pop's a, uh, Pop's a, I, I'll put money on the fact that Pop probably hasn't stayed in that bubble the whole time. No. I bet you get, Pop's you come, give Pop a glass of red out. wine and he's good. Someone's gonna say, Greg, we need you to stay here. He's gonna say, Get the out, out of my way. <laughs> he's gonna say Get back on the mound, you little mf'er, or something like that. Gosh. Whatever, we can never no, get to that. No, I, I don't think you're. I think you're Shirts wrong about are being that. Made. But so my pick, so. Is, my championship pick is the Clippers. Moving off of slandering okay. Greg Popovich so as you what, are. <laughs> what about the East? No, I, I really actually have mad respect for that guy. Uh, uh, so what about the East? Uh, man, it's uh, so Milwaukee is like it seems Milwaukee is like pretty consensus favorite in the East. Yeah. Um, but Toronto Philly. without Kawhi has actually been like pretty good this year. Yeah. 
Um, Pascal Siakam's developed a lot. I love, I love, so I like, I really like players that are like six, eight, six, nine. So I joke with my friends. So like take like the superstars out of it. So the obvious guys like LeBron, Kawhi, Durant, Giannis, uh, like I wish I could have a team of just like five Pascal Siakam's. Mm-hmm. Like just six nine can handle the ball, athletic, can play inside, can play outside, shoot the three, the, the protect the rim, to defend the perimeter. Just give me five. I don't need a point guard. I don't need a center. Just give me five Pascal Siakams. Yeah. Um. But he he's awesome. But the Raptor and Nick Nurse, uh, who I've actually you know, I've met a little bit before. Okay. Um. That's a different story. All but right. um. <laughs> Uh, but I like Nick Nurse, Uh-oh. and he's a really good coach. And no, he's a, Nick Nurse is a great guy. Oh I, no, no, I what? got some breaking news for you. Oh, what's the breaking news? Wait, breaking news. Dun dun dun. What's Zion's that? a game time decision for Pelicans opener on Thursday. Hey Zion, no, the NBA is not gonna let Zion not play. It came out at three twenty Central Time. What time is it right now? Okay, it is, so an hour ago. No, the game NBA for opening game. The NBA will not let the Pelicans sit Zion. That's what the coach said, man. I uh, mean, I, Alvin Gentry says one thing. Adam Silver is going to say well, another. He just got back to the bubble, right? No, he's been in the bubble. He just got out of he quarantine. Had quarantine. Yeah. Right? He is playing tomorrow. He is playing. I won't watch. I'm not going to watch either <laughs> of the games if he doesn't play tomorrow. If he doesn't play, well, it would be the same thing like if uh, Kawhi didn't play for the Clippers or LeBron was out for the Lakers. Like, they're he, not going to, even well, if I it's would, five minutes and he just walks down the court. He just right? get, gives Zion like 12 minutes. I don't care. But he's got to play tomorrow. But yeah, the Clippers are my championship pick. Because Kawhi Leonard, the fun guy, uh, number one. Um, I also think there's the I think there's the deepest, most talented team. Like we were saying, the Lakers. Who's their Clippers, third best guy? Yeah. Like so, I look at the Clippers. Okay, I got Kawhi and Paul George. I have Lou Williams, who's a twenty point a game guy coming off the bench. I have Montrez Harrell, who's a nineteen point a game guy coming off the bench. Or I think this year he's seventeen points a game. Mm-hmm. Really, really good player. I have a Landry Shamet, who's a really solid role player. Patrick Beverly, who's one of the best perimeter defenders in the sport. Uh, I just have a lot of, and then you have like Marcus Morris, who's a just a very physical, good defender. I just have a lot of pieces on that team. There's guys I'm missing too. Um, just uh, basketball's been so out of the loop for so long. I'm forgetting guys on the roster, but that happens. The but the Clippers just have so many good players on their team. I just don't. I just think they're gonna win it. Like I, I just don't see. I, I just can't see the Lakers beating them when with J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters being in the rotation. And not the Rockets. Uh, the Ro- I, just, I think the Rockets match up horribly with the Clippers. They yeah. actually played about two weeks before the bubble thing mm-hmm. started. And it was like when they were like on an eight-game winning streak after they went to that ultra small ball. And, oh. the, Cl- and the Clippers beat them by about 40. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, it was like it was like oh the Rockets are you know they're playing really well. We'll see how they play against the Can Clippers. Can you explain like doing a concept like that, especially when it's already in? So season? here's so here's the thought behind it. So, so the Rockets obviously they're very analytic, analytically driven and it's shoot a lot of threes and it's because yeah. threes are worth more than two. So basically the what the Rockets basically it is we only want to take three pointers and dunks and layups because anything other than that, it if you're gonna shoot a two-point shot that is not a dunk or a layup, the percentages play out that if you get good shooters on your team, it's just better to shoot the threes because the shot is worth one more point. So at the percentage you would make the three-pointer versus the percentage you would make every two-point shot that is not a dunk, Mm -hmm. it makes mathematically more sense to shoot the three-pointer. Now, there's some holes you can poke in that, but that's the basis of the theory. And I don't necessarily disagree with it, but I don't think there's part of the game – like Kawhi last year dominated the playoffs with mid-range jumpers. Kevin Durant, you know, was dominating the playoffs yeah. until he got hurt with mid-range jumpers. So you can 
you can't take the mid-range game out of the out of basketball completely. But what the Rockets are doing is not necessarily wrong. It's just they need it, they're they're like at an extreme, like we say in politically, like oh alt left <laughs> or alt right. Um, what the Rockets are doing is they're like alt, alt <laughs> like they're alt uh, analytics. Yeah. Um, and it's just they need to come a little more towards the middle. I don't necessarily I don't disagree with the thinking and with the theory. Like on paper, I'm sure it works, but you have to in practice. You got to be human factor. Yeah, there's a human factor, and like the game of basketball, like like if you shoot in mid range a little bit more, it opens up some more three point opportunities for you. Like it's just, there's just little things in the game that would be, well, you know, it, it, I would need it, it, a lot more time to explain than I'm willing to really go into right now. But it's um the so the base, but the answer to the question, what the Rockets were thinking is okay. We have Russell Westbrook who is not a shooter. And then we have Clint Capella, who, when he's in the game, is only a threat, basically, to dunk the basketball. Yeah. So what I... we're going to do is we're going to take Clint Capella out of the game, surround Russell Westbrook with a bunch of shooters. So then Westbrook is going to have free reign to go to the rim whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. And when he does go, there's going to be it's going to be him and his defender. There's going to be nobody else. Gonna so collapse, once he gets right? by his defender, yeah. either the de- the defense has to collapse and Russell Westbrook kicks it out to an open shooter, or the de- or the defense doesn't collapse and Westbrook gets a dunk. It's free reign, yeah. Yeah, so it's a that's the Rockets thinking and that's why they started winning that's some games. That's a pretty basic philosophy, yeah, though, right? Yeah, and then, I mean the Rockets it, there's there's more to it than that, yeah. but that's But it's um, but it's almost a theory of having a big man down low, right? That you would still push the ball in and try to get the attention, but Westbrook's a better scorer. Right. Than well, he's also a better passer. Yeah. And then also so I don't so necessarily kind of need that talent yeah, you need so I mean Russell Westbrook's super super talented, and I just if you're gonna have him on your team, you gotta figure out how to make him work. I did not think it was a great move for the Rockets to get him last <laughs> off season. Yeah, but and, but the reason why I say that is because the, the Rockets are super three point driven, and yeah. Westbrook's not a good three point shooter. So now they've it's changed their team trade. even more to accommodate him. I just don't think he won a championship doing this. I think the the Rockets last last lack last last lack they lack oh lack team chemistry. That's one of my issues with them is they've had so much roster turnover in the last few seasons. They haven't been able to get a direction. You know, whenever you trade all the guys, and the reason I'm thinking about this is because half the guys you were mentioning on the Clippers are former Rockets that came over and <laughs> left in the Chris Paul trade. Yeah, Montrez, Montrez Harrell, Lou Will, uh, Patrick Beverly, yeah. all former Rockets. Those could be great supporting elements right now. But maybe in theory like those guys weren't working out about Lou Williams is a great he's a good three-point shooter right? yeah he is but Lou, so the thing is with the Rockets outside of like Westbrook and Harden they have guys who are catch and shoot guys who don't need the ball in right. their hands yeah. Lou Will is not a catch and shoot guy he needs the ball he in his hands move. yeah he like he likes to have the ball in his hands so that's where and I think there's so there it, this is such a deep conversation <laughs> like as far as like what the problems I have with the what like why I don't think the Rockets can win a championship playing yeah. the way they do yeah because um, I think it's I don't disagree. I am actually in support of analytics, yeah. but there is also there is a like Michael Jordan's the best player of all time, most or second best depending on where you fall in the Jordan LeBron argument, mm-hmm. um, and he lived in the mid range. Yeah, there is a re, like the mid range game. Like okay, analytically, statistically, like oh, it's inefficient. You shouldn't shoot it ever. Is like the argument for it, hmm. but the best scores ever: Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant. Modern day Kawhi Leonard, even like guys who are not maybe all time greats, but could just put the ball in the bucket like Carmelo Anthony lived yeah. in the mid range. 
Like that is where they did their damage. So to say that that part of the it's game terrible move by Daryl Morey. But I mean, it was a low risk, high reward thing. They didn't pay him anything. Like it was, you know, they brought him in and it didn't work, so they got rid of him. Yeah, it probably uh, cost them more like publicity, bad publicity. Yeah, than but anything. I mean, it didn't cost them any like resources. Yeah, but it was a. But like to say like that part of the game, the mid range doesn't you know has no place mm-hmm. in your team. Like I just think that's wrong because even when they brought in Chris Paul. Chris Paul is an incredibly efficient mid-range jump shooter. So yeah. it's just I I just think you have to diversify your attack that makes in sense. order to win a championship. Well, yeah, I think cuz you would you want to attack from every element you that's possibly available. So that so that so that it, do you want to have the diversity of attack or do you want to yeah. have the ultimate efficiency? Now I think there is some middle ground to be in there. Like I don't sure. think you sh- I don't think you should build your team around the mid-range jumper. But if I have Kawhi Leonard who is a superior player in the mid post or Kevin Durant mm-hmm. who is a superior player in the mid post, I'm going to shoot more mid-range jumpers. Like the second year the Warriors won a championship with Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. they shot the most mid-range jumpers of any team in the league. Because they had Kevin Durant, and they said, okay, look, he's a really good mid-range shooter. We're going to let him shoot mid-range. Like, we're yeah. not going to tell him, don't shoot that. Like, you're really good at that. Do that. Now, I'm not saying, like, James Harden is not a mid-range jump shooter. So, I'm not saying the Rockets need to tell James Harden, hey, shoot more 18-foot jumpers. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's stupid. That's not what he does. Yeah. But to say, okay, we're just not going to shoot this as, like, a philosophical thing, I think that is just pretty dumb. Like, if you have guys that are capable of – being effective in that area of the court to say, no, don't do that, like they had with Chris Paul, I think that's just really stupid. Well, and then at a certain point, like in, a, say, a really high-profile game, after you've missed, say, 10 threes in a row. Or 27. change up a philosophy. That, yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you got to attack a little bit differently because isn't that the, the human element there and where so, things so, catch fire, good and bad? So here's part of the analytics. According to analytics, pressure does not exist, which is the, one of the biggest flaws in it. That's because Daryl Morey is a super well, the, nerd. But that's not. But it's not a Daryl Morey thing. That is like analytics in football, analytics in baseball, yeah. analytics in basketball. Yeah. They don't like they. If you ask analytics people who swear by it, they're like, "Oh, pressure doesn't exist. It's yeah. just whatever. Like it is. Uh, oh, we create it. Well, it's like okay, but it's there. Like I can assure you, it is like. Yeah. It, if you go to a regular season game, out of a February element. versus Game Seven of the NBA Finals, it is a different game. They're taking out a human element that is 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 the majority of the game. I mean, it's it's you you have to produce you have to produce whatever you're doing in order to be effective at anything. And no matter what's on paper and what says works, if the human element isn't there, the human spirit to push isn't there, it's not going to work. Someone's got to turn the switch on to make it come on. You know? Yeah. Well, does that, that make sense? I see what you're saying, but. I guess what I was what I was talking about was like the idea of pre- like in that we were talking about like game 7 2018 Warriors Rockets conference finals where uh-huh. the Rockets missed 27 straight threes. And like, they were seeing well, yeah, well not really for me, more for them. But um <laughs> but if you but Anyone eventually it's like the pressure friends. of the game once you miss five or six threes in a row. Right. And then it just you keep missing more and more Snowballs. and more. It gets it gets into your head. Right. What analytics does not take into account is that it gets into your head. Right. Mental. It it starts becoming I guess a mental block almost. Yeah. Um. And I actually I support analytics. I want to say that I support analytics in the NBA, but 
I what I don't support is going only based off analytics. Sure. I think analytics is a part of the conversation, not just in the NBA, but in sports in general. Yeah, analytics is a part of the conversation. It is not the conversation. Well, and the same theories apply in baseball, particularly like the way the Astros were built, and they look for certain kind of players, you know, based on their analytic analytical uh, algorithms or whatever. You know, the way they study everything and look into advanced stats of how a guy produces, and that's why you get a Michael Brantley on your team versus uh, some just one-dimensional power hitter. You know, we've moved away from that. You have Aaron well, that, Judge you, batting it, second for the New York and Yankees. You see, yeah, the way baseball lineups is yeah. George Springer's hitting leadoff. Right, and, and and it's been successful for the most part. Um, and, you know, and you could have argued in game one of the 2017 World Series and said, oh, shit. You know, when George Springer struck out like four or five times yeah. in the game, and you just thought, is the stage too big? Now this is our leadoff guy who can't get on base. But then he turns around, and he's a spark plug. And for the Astros over the last few seasons, you've noticed when George Springer's not playing, he goes in the IL or the DL in the old days, uh, the, the team chemistry changes. They don't play as well, and that's because right. that's their guy. Um, basketball to me is it's probably similar. if Kawhi, But that's also what a you got five guys starting if you have – two superstars you're going to get a really heavy push and then you probably don't have to know the name of the third fourth and fifth guy as long as they're not awful right like they're not a negative um you know if they're neutral to positive they're probably helping out enough to where those two other guys really carry the team uh that's not going to really work out in baseball football it might work well, some. But, ev- but every so every sport the analytics are different yeah you're like you're, you're, just, you're just looking for di- like because you're, you're building the teams differently right uh so in basketball you you're looking for that that alpha then you're looking yeah. for that, that number two guy and then ideally you have a yeah. third star um and that's you know that's what the great teams recently have that's what they've had but sure. it's but you're built like the way the rockets have built their team just around a three-point line i i get it but then i think they're just too extreme with it but I think that's going to wrap up our NBA talk for today. I can really go, oh, my no, God. No, it's good, though. I think it's but great. It, and, you know, you have some NBA nerds out there that probably listen to this uh, podcast, and I hope so. And if you have more questions for uh, uh, deep inside be, the NBA. I will be happy to talk about NBA. Just call it Basketball Like You with Gabe Myers. But, hey, I like that. Yeah, dude. I like that. I trademark it. You the, can't the, use it. The spinoff podcast. <laughs> um, but anyway, NFL? La- yeah, last thing of the day, wrap NFL. This up with NFL. Yeah, teams are reporting to training camp. Wild, and but they, but they're on schedule. <laughs> like yeah, so it's yeah, it, pretty much on schedule. So the way it's working this year is like you report to training camp and then you quarantine for a few days. So it used to be like okay, you report to training camp and the next day you're on the field. But now it's like you show up, you know, Tom Brady shows up to Bucks camp, and then like, all right, Tom, go hang out in your room for four days. You're not allowed to go do anything. <laughs> He's like, I'm Tom Brady. Go go eat avocado ice cream. I'm gonna go golf. Uh, guys are opting out, and that's been a bit of a surprise. Yeah, so I think a lot. There's been a lot of reaction from it because there's mm-hmm. been a pretty like there's been a lot, or seemingly a lot of players that have opted out. Where it's like, oh my gosh, now we have, I don't know what the number is right now, but let's like say like 40 or 50 players have opted out, and it seems like a lot until it's okay. There's 53 guys on a roster, and there's 32 teams. In a in a normal year, you would bring 90 guys to training camp. Yeah. So there's more than enough NFL caliber players to make up for the guys opting out. Now, where the concerns come in is if there's an outbreak among a team, then that would be pretty catastrophic. Like the but, Marlins. Yeah, like the Miami Marlins. I was about to say Florida Marlins. Uh, like the Miami Marlins in Major League Baseball. Um, it can well, it can spread like fire in the NFL team. Yeah. I mean, so, that, so that's the thing. So you have to be extra careful with the precautions. But it's like – 
in the NBA, in the NBA, like if you can just make sure nobody in the building has it, and you're not letting outside people into the building, then it shouldn't ever come into the building. Now the NFL it's a little bit more complicated because you're not going into a bubble. Players are going home, and I'm curious about how many camps are going to be. You know, a lot of camps are away from yeah. home sites. Uh, I really haven't paid attention to see if they were still doing that. So I know some, Houston's some, not some going places to West are. Virginia again this year, I guess. Yeah, they're and not. I think so, some, so some camps are away from the home site. The Cowboys site. usually go, what, to Ox, Oxnard? They go to Oxnard up, up in the wine country in Oxnard. California. Oxnard. They go to wine country. What a, um, I think the Raiders still are still team. going to Napa. I think the Raiders still going to Napa. Um, but, yeah, most teams go off-site. Which I think this year I think would be almost necessary in training well, camp. Well, yeah, I think so too. And that that's kind of what I was getting at there is like instead of being in your home city where you're going to go home every day and be around your kids, your wife, whatever, uh, who who knows who they're around every day. Yeah. But it's going to be very easy to translate that, that virus around um, that way. So um, that's concerning. How did Zach Taylor become a – Head coach in the NFL, anyway. He anyway. had a, he knew Sean McVay. <laughs> uh, he was Sean McVay's quarterback coach, and he um, and the Bengals hired him to be the head coach. It pans out. That uh, is a that that because remember, like two years ago, after the Rams made the Super Bowl, it was like, oh, we're trying to find the next Sean McVay. Yeah. So everyone that was on Sean McVay's staff who looked kind of like Sean McVay, you you got the job. <laughs> so weird. So will Joe Burrow be the starting quarterback? For the Cincinnati oh Bengals no question! I mean, they don't really have like. Well, they got rid of Andy Dalton. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they, they signed. He's a, he's they a signed a backup now. to. Yeah, he's a cowboy now. They signed some backup who you know. Joe, if you draft a QB number one overall, you're starting him. Unless you're the Browns who drafted Baker, number one overall, and said said we're going to sit him, even though he was better than Tyrod Taylor. Will he be ruined by 2022? Uh, who? Two uh, season, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. So here's my thing. So Joe Burrow. So you know I'm not a Joe Burrow guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not a Joe Burrow guy, and I don't believe Joe Burrow's going to work out with the Bengals, but it's not because I think Joe Burrow sucks or anything like that. I think the Bengals are just such a horribly run operation. Like yeah. Carson Palmer, who is one of the most talented quarterbacks He was a good ever. quarterback. Like, and like, if you talk to people around the league, they just say, like, if he would have went to any other organization, like we'd be talking about him the way we talk about Brady and Manning. Yeah. And and when he was in Arizona the last few years of his career before like injuries finally like did him in but the last couple good like years he had left and this was like he had already had like 15 surgeries in his career and he had you know taken a year off and he'd been all around the league and just so much dysfunction in his career and it's like the 14th 15th year of his career in Arizona he puts up an MVP uh caliber year with Bruce Arians and yeah. takes Cardinals to 13 and 3 and this is Carson Palmer old and injured all and those injuries after he everything he's yeah. endured and you still see the talent shine through and that guy could barely carry the Bengals to the playoffs yeah. and you're t- and now you're telling me joe burrow who and at least the Bengals had some talent back then like they had ocho cinco and hushmanzada yeah. um they had a running back that wasn't bad either but they had some talent at that time now you're telling me joe burrow who you know he's got some talent but he's not nearly as talented as carson palmer that he's going to come in and carry the Bengals to the promised land. Like, I just don't – and it's not a shot at Joe Burrow. I don't think yeah. any of these quarterbacks in this draft could have done that. And well, I, and I, and I love Tua Tagovailoa, yeah. but it's it, – oh, man, the What's Bengals a, I, are I have a big horrible. problem with the way the NFL drafts like that too is I just – I really don't like that because you put some really great talents coming into the league, going to these consistently Detroit Lions. And <laughs> yeah, and Matthew Stafford. I mean, 
he's to me he's a great quarterback, great arm, things like that. And I just man, what if, it's just me and me years. and one of my best friends to talk about this. What if you swapped Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan, and you put Stafford on the Falcons with Julio Jones, and he would have had Roddy White in his career, Tony Gonzalez, and no. now Calvin Ridley and Devontae Freeman, Wild. like. What would Stafford's career be like if he yeah. got to play with that kind of talent and that kind of front office and coaching staff that's consistently putting good players around you? The great questions of sports. Yeah, so you'll, you know? you'll just never know the answer. Well, but so the, the veteran quarterback in Cincinnati, Joe Burrow's competition is Brandon Allen. <laughs> competition. <laughs> I've never heard of that guy. I used, he was a quarterback for Arkansas. All right. I, well, th- these are kind of things he I has know. two first names as as his, Brandon his Allen, name, his uh, but no. So I just I I feel a little bad for Joe Burrow just going to that dumpster sure. fire of an organization. Uh, but, but that's home, right? Isn't that home? Uh, he's from like an hour away from Cincinnati. Yeah, well, he'll be um, all right. Yeah, they they're comparing him to LeBron, which oh, poor kid. Um, like that you, poor kid. Like yeah. you go to the worst organization and they expect you to be the best athlete. You know, one of the greatest athletes ever. Good luck, and you have no supporting cast. Good luck. Um, so, so NFL top one hundred. Oh dear God, that's a, a a rough list, and I think it's mostly just to make a splash of things. But just like when we talked about what was the quarterback list uh, a couple Phil weeks Sims. ago, that uh, one's pretty bad. That one's this one's worse. Well, and like you made, they a good think point. Derrick Henry's a top ten player. <laughs> He made a good point about comparing positional players. Oh yeah, it one is another on so one hard. List. Yeah. It is so hard to compare. Like, so the, the example I use in our pre-production meeting is, um, <laughs> I use like Julio Jones and Bobby Wagner. So Julio Jones is ranked 11th, Bobby Wagner is ranked I think 13th, and both are, you know, outstanding, outstanding players. Maybe the best of their position, depending on who you ask. Um, right. But both are amazing. But how do I compare the greatness of Julio Jones to the greatness of Bobby Wagner? Because yeah. they play such different positions. They're different styles of athletes. You really can't do it. So, one, it's just hard to rank across positions. Because then, like, you get the quarterback. Well, if you did an NFL, if everybody in the league was a free agent and you did a draft, the first 15 to 20 picks would be quarterbacks. But that's not because the 20th best quarterback is the 20th best player in the league. Mm-hmm. It's because quarterbacks are just more valuable. So you couldn't do it based off that. But then you do it based off pure talent. And what do you class? Like, it's just hard to compare across positions. Well, and this might come into play seriously when we have our, our Madden kickoff season. And I I would be down for a redraft of, for league-wide. So whenever we do this, when we oh, have our we, Madden we do like league, a fantasy draft. Just redraft. Yeah, everything. And so you just you roster exactly how you want it to be done, you know? Man. My roster would be really interesting. The the um, the difficult thing is that only one person can have the team that they want. You know what I mean? Like like I would particularly probably want to have the Houston Texans, but you might also. So I'd have to probably settle for like no, the I'll, Rams. I'll be, I'll be somebody else. Yeah, no, I'd be fine be being like the else. Rams, the Chargers. I like the L.A. Chargers. You like the L.A. Chargers? I'd move them back to San Diego. I'd move them back to San Diego. Or too. I'd move them to San Antonio. Ooh create a trifecta of NFL in the state. Wouldn't that be great? That would be pretty awesome. If there was one team that you could move from outside of Texas to Texas, who would that be? It would be the Chargers because they have no fan base in L.A. Now, actually, I'd want to move the Chargers to San Diego um, because, like, people in San Diego. That's OG. They belong there. Yeah, they they really do. Yeah. Man, I'm trying to think. The Jaguars. Like, Jacksonville does not need an NFL team. They don't care. Like, they they just don't care. It's a Navy city, man. And also, you would have that interstate rivalry with the Texans in the division. Mm -hmm. So that would, like, really enhance that rivalry because of the proximity. So so I think that's probably what I would do. 
Jacksonville. That yeah. you just came up with that question on the spot. I'm happy I had an answer. No, it's a it's a but I've thought about in the past because you know the Saints almost ended up in San Antonio. That was that was really San Antonio close to deserves an NFL team. They really do. If you can have a team in Green Bay, you well, can put a team the in Packers San are grandfathered in though. My thing is more with like Tampa Bay, Bay and Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, Jacksonville particularly is a really odd one. Tampa Bay is not a good uh, one either. Carolina is a decent fit because there's really nothing between. Yeah. There. You know, from all the way the Upper East Coast down to the well, South. Well, you have like from D.C. to. Well, then you have Nashville, the Nashville Titans. The Nashville Titans, <laughs> so, Tennessee Titans. Um, the Oilers of the South. Yeah, so. it's uh, yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars. That's who I'm moving because you can't move Tampa Bay now because Brady's there. And would you call them the Jaguars? No, I call them something else. Yeah, I don't know what I name. name them, but the I would call them the, Jack- the Caballeros. I don't know about that. Uh, we well, the San Antonio football team. That's what I'd call them. Down for it. The it's San fine. Ant- hey, I, I want it, I want cool. a Washington football team shirt. Yeah, like I want like one of those like burgundy. I think that's what they call the color. Like that burgundy sure. and gold shirt. Yeah, like it look like it actually looks kind of cool. I'm with it. And they're not gonna have a mascot, I guess. Not this year at least. But I'm, like in Europe, they don't need one. But like in Europe, you don't call like they have nicknames. Some of the teams do like in England, yeah. like the Manchester United nicknames are Red Devils. But I don't say the Manchester United Red Devils. It's just yeah. Manchester United or sure. Manchester City or Arsenal or Chelsea or Football Club Barcelona. But maybe they get away with it too because they don't have any other teams inside those those cities or towns that they that rep. You know what I'm saying? But okay, so like in Spain, like the two biggest soccer teams foot or football teams in Spain. Football. Are uh, Football Club Barcelona yeah. and Real Madrid. Yeah. And you know what the uh, basketball teams are called there? No. Basketball Club Barcelona and Real Madrid. All right. Luka Doncic played for Very Real Madrid in Spain. Hmm. So you don't have mascots there. I'm with it. It's it, Maybe it's an American thing. We need, it is an American we thing. We need little things to idolize and look at. It absolutely buy, is an American thing. You know? That's weird. It's kind of weird. But I'm, I'm with it. Houston the Houston baseball football team. team. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm a Texan. I've just never liked the moniker for Houston being the Texans. Because that's the thing. If they suck and people are saying, man, the Texans suck, you're like, no, they don't. You want to you wanna fight back because you're a Texan. That, that's you. That should be. I don't really care. That's why Cowboys fans. Well, speaking of the Texans, in, speaking of Texans that suck, uh, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> um, so I'm going to bring up his incompetence today because over the weekend, the Jets, dun, dun, dun. All, all of a sudden the Texans are worse running than the Jets. Um, that's that's because the Jets bad. had a disgruntled player that they were going to trade Jamal Adams, who was a very, mm-hmm. very good player. Um, and it was like, oh, it's never good to trade a great player. But then the <laughs> Jets in return get two first round picks, a third round pick and Bradley McDougal, who is a starting safety in the NFL. Bradley McDougal. And Jamal Adams is an amazing player. But that is a lot. Meanwhile, the Houston Texans, when they traded their disgruntled great player, DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> Got the worst contract in football, got a, bag a second round pick, and they swapped fourth round picks with the Cardinals. And the same thing with one Jadavion Clowney. Another terrible trade. Yeah, they got two special teams guys and a third rounder for him. Oh, gosh. If, if a, you they're were, a freaking if, joke. It's, it's kind of like if you're a multimillionaire and you gave somebody the keys to your business who had basically no experience running that business. And that's exactly who Bill O'Brien is. Well, he's he, not a. He, he is a decent, he's a decent head coach, head coach, and, and offensive coordinator. I don't know if he's a great offensive coordinator. Offensive he's, coordinator, he's decent. We haven't seen consistent, right, good play out of the offense. You'll have two or three games. Where you're like, oh wow, they're really opening it up. Now I can really see the talents of Deshaun Watson and all these other things that O'Brien implements in. And then third or fourth game down the road, 
Yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes the Texans, like, like Deshaun's rookie year, Ooh. there was a stretch where it's like, oh, they're super creative they're on super offense. Flat. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're, oh my God. Like, because the first O'Brien's couple of years. A genius. Because the first three years O'Brien was there, Jokes they had you. Ryan Fitzpatrick and then yeah. Brian Hoyer and Ryan Mallett and then um, Brock Osweiler. So yeah. it's like, oh, the offense isn't, you know, innovative. But it's like, yeah, but the quarterbacks suck. How can you be innovative with the crappy quarterback? Then Deshaun gets there, and the first seven games Deshaun starts, it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. he's kind Kyle Shanahan, like it, it was pretty like the offense looked really, really good. And they were doing yeah. a lot of pre-snap motion and doing, you know, just a lot of fake screens, reverses, throwing the ball down the field. Will Fuller looked great. You know, <laughs> D Hop was amazing. Like yeah. we were working tight ends into the offense. Even like Lamar Miller looked really good that year. Like it was just yeah. like, oh my gosh, like O'Brien all of a sudden, like it's a whole new playbook. And then since then, it's been like Two, three games of, hey, the play. offense looks good. And then it's like, gosh, what the heck are we doing? And granted, there's been a lot of injuries. I really feel like there's been a lot of injuries. Like every time you get a, a tight end starts playing well in this system, the guy get, gets hurt or he retires because he has concussions. Uh, it's it's So you've had a lot of turnover in the roster, but but that is really what it is. It's like even if I went and got a job at McDonald's right now, they wouldn't make me the general manager You know, after a couple of months. Well, I mean, they made him. But the thing is, he should have never been the. G- he is no. a. He is a coach, not a general manager. You're running the. He ship. should not have personnel control. He's running the ship without having any idea of how to steer it, and that's frightening, man. That's He's the really best way I've heard it. He's running the ship without <laughs> having any idea of how to steer. Like he gets every time he makes a trade, he's getting fleeced. Like people he, call him. To yeah. fleece him at this point, you know? Yeah, it's like, hey, I hear you're trading DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> and they're like, hey, what's a crappy offer we can start off with? What's and the then worst he, offer this like, guy? Here, here, like, it, it, the way it works is, let's. what's the crappy... Like, because every negotiation, there's a first offer you start with that you know they're not going to take. Right. But it's like, we're going to start from there, and then we'll work our way up. Yeah. And then you give him the first offer, and he's like, okay. done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, didn't you say that you tried to do that D Hop trade on Madden? Oh, it wasn't it me, but it was like on Twitter. Yeah. Like a bunch of people have tried well, it. Well, it'll, it'll, yeah, for sure. And not to end on a negative note, because the way uh, podcast framing is done is we end on a positive note. We have NBA back. NBA's back. Baseball's Baseball back. Baseball is back. Champions League soccer starts. When you next hear this week. on Thursday, you'll you'll be saying, "Man, the Astros really kicked the shit out of the Dodgers on Wednesday night." I hope they do. And uh, what else? I don't know. Hockey playoff hockey on Friday. All right. Champions League soccer. Champions League next soccer. week. Okay. I know so, you care deeply about there's that. a lot of sports. You know what I really want to try to get into more of is Formula what? One. I. You're but I, I like the European stuff though, where like they race in the cities. You're you're losing me, buddy. Yeah, I used to watch that when I was a kid. That's kind of fun. It's better than watching like uh, race cars that really aren't like the Ford or the Chevy. They just throw the stickers on, and then they throw like 500 other stickers on, oh my and they gosh. just go in one direction for three or four hours. I mean, the Formula We're getting One stuff's you in like the UFC. Better, you know, UFC. This UFC's been going on for a while now. We got another UFC card this weekend. Yeah. Well. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Well, that's going to wrap us up here today on yeah, the Right On Sports we, we Podcast. We had a really weird day getting all this together. And uh, thanks thanks for you guys and your support, your continued support. The podcast is growing. We're up to 5 billion listeners. and we, <laughs> we're, we're up to each, 5 billion um, yeah, listeners? Maybe it's like 500. I don't know. But like, there's uh, for every person that listens, make sure you go like it, subscribe, go to the Facebook. There's an Instagram now. There is an Instagram now. So. Right on underscore sports. Yeah, look at the picture of our beautiful faces on exactly. there. Exactly. And uh, we'll we'll continue to, I don't know, pollute the airwaves with that pollute stuff. The, I like that <laughs> we're going to pollute the airwaves with our content. Yeah. 
So enjoy. Enjoy uh, this podcast. Enjoy the next one when it comes out, too, and whatever. Whatever. I've been Gabe Myers. And I'm still Jason Casera.